0: hundreds and hundreds of pages to choose from. And this is the scripture that she picked for us this morning. Now, one of my mentors once told me that what we bring to scripture is as important as what scripture says, because scripture doesn't change from moment to moment, from week to week, or even year to year, but we do. And what we hear in the scripture has the capacity to change as well. And so, of course, I asked Amelia this week, I said, I'd love to hear what led you to pick this particular scripture. And she said, oh, good, I've been wanting to tell you. <laughs> she said, you know, it's one of those post-resurrection stories. And what I love about it is that it tells us something. It's instructive in a way about community and how community happens in surprising ways. It's not a coincidence that Amelia has been called to the position of community faith formation, that this scripture would speak to her today and for today. And so I invite you, I invite all of us to listen to what the church what the Spirit might be saying to the church today about what it means to be community, what it means to live in the Spirit, what it means to be church.
2: After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberus. He showed himself in this way. Gathered there were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of the, of his disciples simon peter said to them i am going fishing they said to him we will go with you they went out and got into the boat but that night they caught nothing just after daybreak jesus stood on the beach but the disciples did not know that it was jesus jesus said to them children you have no fish have you they answered him no he said to them cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some so they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it because there were so, there were so many fish. That, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It was the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw the charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many fish, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask them, Who are you? because they knew it was the Lord Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish this was now the third time that Jesus had appeared to the disciples after he had raised from the dead
0: I hope your bulletin or someone gave you a small piece of paper today I know we're sharing bulletins but this one it's helpful if you have your own And if you don't, the ushers would be more than happy to give you one. And these little slips of paper are for you to write on. We've got an interactive prayer station that is up in the corner. It's a weaving project that when you come forward for communion later in the service, you will be asked to put your slip of paper into into the loom, if you will, to weave this project of what is church for you and as I was reflecting on this question I was flooded with memories of what it meant to be or what it was like to be a child literally running around church and I have this collage of memories that for me is just one memory but it definitely took place over the course of about 10 years and it includes walking in the back door of the church and seeing people faithfully cutting the crust off of white bread and making little cubes for communion that you could probably measure and they would all be identical. And as I continued running through the building, we were asked to put on our choir robes for children. And we were dutifully, you know, we dutifully stood behind the communion rail, and were instructed in our song for the morning that we had rehearsed a few nights earlier, but seemed quite new again. (laughs) And then, during the course of the service, we were each handed a little ornament. For the tree. So when the scripture was read and they talked about the shepherds, those who had shepherds ran up and put it on the tree. And those who had wise men ran up and put it on the tree because they were all men back then, but now we know they were wise ones. But that's not my story. My story is about the wise men and it was about the gifts that came and that was put under the tree. And then finally the service was over. I mean, when the service ended, I continued running and went to the snack table. And I was very gently reminded to just take one until others had taken something. So that's what church is to me. And rather than writing all that on this piece of paper, I'm just going to write two words. I've already written two words. Formation and belonging. What will you write on your paper? What is church for you?
1: I remember when I was 15 and I was invited to come to this place in the Black Forest called La Ferre, and I found myself sitting next to a, uh, a kid with a big gigantic mohawk And a person on my left who really loved video games and was a little bit on what you might call in high school a a geek or nerd. And uh, other folks who were into music, other folks who were really into sports. And at that time, at 15, I found in that place there was something bigger that connected us. There was something beneath all of that where we could create a safe space. And we could share with one another a little bit below that first layer that the world often wanted to box us in. So my word on that thing is belonging as well. One of my words on here, uh, church to me, is one of the first places I belonged. And not just in a sort of because I fit in, but because there was something deeper. And that was this identity as beloved, that we are all beloved children of God. Fast forward, another story, a memory that came to me when I thought of this question was sitting with my grandmother in California. I went to seminary at Pacific School of Religion, in part because that's where my grandmother lived, and I had a close relationship with her, and so every Sunday I would—well, not every Sunday, that would be a little bit of an exaggeration—a lot of Sundays, a lot of Sundays in seminary I would go down and go to church with my grandmother. She was a member of Ladera UCC Church, and— uh, that's where I was ordained, actually. So we would go I'd go down to her house, and we would go to church, and then I'd come back, and we would drink coffee or have lunch or whatever it was, and then I'd drive back to PSR. Well, in my last year at seminary, my grandmother broke her hip, and it was the beginning of the end for her. And she had just moved into a new apartment. It was all very new. She wasn't there very long before her she broke her hip. And so she was in a nursing home in a care facility, And uh, my uncle and I were the two that lived in California, so we would take turns being with her. And it was December, which is the month of her birthday. So I don't know that it was exactly the day of her birthday, but it was around there. It was in December. And the Ladera Church Choir came to her in her room and sang Christmas carols. The church came to her in a time of need. And that was me on the opposite end, right? I'm, a, I'm, I'm often the person here and being in that room with my grandmother and seeing the church come to her and me and just minister to us. Um, and then, so another one of those words on my paper is wholeness. Um, the church shows up in our bright times and our dark times. Uh, I can be a human being in church with the full expression of what it is to be human and we meet each other in those very human places. And the last story I think of is me coming to my minister when I was about 20 22 saying I think there might be this something about being called or I might want to go into the ministry and he, and uh, I said but I just have so many questions I just like I'm I don't know like really where God is or I don't know what I believe and he looked at me said if you can keep asking questions then maybe this is the place where you need to go so here's what I want you to do you've all written these words on your on your paper or maybe you're still thinking about your words Um, for my first two the belonging and the wholeness I could almost see those as true for most churches though I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that for sure but For me, the thing about this church, the UCC church, is that it didn't tell me not to question. It encouraged me to. It didn't tell me what to believe. It helped me figure out and continues to as my beliefs change, walks alongside me. So I want you to look at these two words. And we're going to take just a little bit of a risk today. Um, I want you to share. I I want you to take a moment, turn to the person next to you. And share what those words are. You don't have to share the whole story, um, but here's the thing. This I'm 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 asked to charge the converse, congregation today. There is something special about the United Church of Christ. It's not. It's not the only expression. Maybe not the best expression, but there's something special about this particular expression of church, of the ministry of Jesus Christ in our world. And when I was here for Sarah's installation, I said we should not be the best kept secret. We need to share who we are. Uh, This belonging and wholeness and awareness that I've experienced in the church. When I meet people today who aren't church, they can't believe that this is my experience of church. They're surprised. They're shocked. It's hard for them to believe that there could be a church that has been this to me. So my charge to you is to go tell somebody about what church has been to you, why it has been significant to you. Tell somebody. Be willing to share some piece. It doesn't necessarily have to be the whole story. But when the opportunity comes up for you to say that maybe you do go to church, and that one why, because I don't have to check my brain at the door, because when they say I belong, they mean the whole me, not just the part of me that fits These two are amazing clergy. You have a powerhouse of a team here. And they are not the ones that people... They're gonna, once they come, they're going to be really excited to stay when they meet them and they hear them. But it is because of you inviting them to come here. It's because 80% of the people who find their way into a church is because another person invited them to come. So my charge to you is to share what's on these words and to share what's on your paper, um, to share these words in some way, figure out how to share a brief sentence about what this means to you. And since we're here in this safe place, I invite you to turn to your neighbor for just a minute and share one sentence, how you would share this with another person. That's my charge to the congregation today. In the name of Jesus Christ. And on behalf of the Platte Valley Association of the Rocky Mountain Conference of the United Church of Christ, I declare you duly installed as pastor and teacher of First Congregational United Church of Christ, Longmont. Thanks be to God.
0: Blessings. Thank you for
2: celebrating with me today. <laughs>
0: Oh, good. Yeah, and the conversation
1: has been changed. Friends, as you leave this place, do so with the joys of the memories of the past, but also with the strength and the courage and the dreams of the future. And may those things together inspire and sustain you to jump boldly into whatever future God is calling you toward. Do all of this knowing that the light of God surrounds you, the love of God unfolds you, the power of God protects you, and the presence of God watches over you. Go in peace. Amen.